monster, a creature with such horrific features, a lady, a bride, and scary movie fan, some nerds and their website present this woman and her man. Hello, and welcome back to the Bride of the Creature podcast with... <laughs> kind of turned into a robot on that one a little bit there. Try again. Hello, I am Joey. Welcome to the show. Do you want me to try again? Yeah. Okay. Hello, and welcome to the... <laughs> now you're self-conscious. I know, you got me thinking about it. Okay, hang on. Me... You got yourself thinking about it. Breathe. Hello, and welcome to... I always say welcome back. Fuck! Hello and welcome back to the Brad of the Creature podcast. With me, the creature, Joey G. And with me, as always, my director, my <laughs> producer, even though she produces nothing for a show, and the cutest podcaster in town, the bride, Nicole. Hello. And in your arms, in a special supporting role, is Son of Creature. Son of Creature. Son of Creature. You got blueberries in your nose. So, let's, uh, <laughs> you should see the look you're giving me right now. So, uh, let's jump right into it. Uh, this week was my pick. Don't walk away. Sit back down. Oh, she's left. She left the studio. Well, this week was my pick. And uh, for my pick, I decided it was high time we had a look at one of my favorite films. Uh, a picture from 1954 from which we take the title of our show, or at least part of it. It is 1954's... Creature from the Black Lagoon, Woo! directed by Jack Arnold, starring Richard Carlson and Julia Adams. Uh, it's a great movie, and we're going to listen to the cool classic 1950s uh, trailer and score for it, and we'll be right back. Dedicated scientists were willing to risk their lives to find out. This lungfish, the bridge between fish and the land animal, this one was a failure. It hasn't changed in millions of years. But here, here we have a clue to an answer. Starring Richard Carlson, grimly adventuring underwater in the depths of the mighty Amazon. Lovely Julia Adams, her beauty allure even to the man-beast from the dawn of time. Richard Denning, whose scientific passion turned to the fury of revenge. You'll see the most amazing underwater photography that the screen has ever known. In this strangest of all science fiction adventures. Four men dead so far. We're staying until we get... or until somebody else gets killed.
like that trailer. It's got good music. It's atmospheric. It's better if you can see it. Like all the trailers we feature. Just, you know, for the record, all the trailers are posted on the website at uh, geekstampede.com. Oh, really? Yeah, you can watch that. See, I do all kinds of work. You have no idea. That's why I said I'm the producer. You're just the talent. You <laughs> come into the room, you perform, and then you fuck off, and I, then I do the rest. I like doing that. I like our system. Yeah, it's it works for me. Yeah. Well, anyway, Nicole, you had never seen Creature from the Black Lagoon? No. In fact, I think this was only your second universal horror picture. Yeah, the first one was Frankenstein. Right. And I remember not really liking Frankenstein. It's not spectacular. So I honestly wasn't expecting to think much of this movie, but... Admit it, you weren't expecting to think much of this movie because it was my pick. <laughs> no, because it's an old movie. Black it is and an old white. movie. It's black and white. But that's a good thing. You, you loved The Haunting. That was old and black and white. Yeah, so... When are you going to admit that you're smarter than you like to pretend you are? Anyway, um... I actually really enjoyed this movie. It was great. I yes, I had so much fun watching it with you. I'm glad to hear that. Did you explain the... the... No, we didn't. I should probably do that. So, uh, this movie, this picture begins, and it is a quick film. It is 79 minutes long, and it fucking moves. There's no dullness in this movie. It doesn't need to be any longer. No, it doesn't. It's perfect. So, basically, it's about a group of uh, scientists... I'm sure they kind of explain what kind of scientists they are, but I don't think it really matters. Like, I know one of them is an ichthyologist who studies marine biology and what have you. But anyway, they discover the fossilized remains of the hand of some kind of link of evolution between people and fish. Because it's got like a webby kind of a... Hands. Yeah. Human hands with big mm-hmm. webs, but bigger than human hands. And by util- And by the means of utilizing science... They determined that perhaps if they go to this black lagoon place, maybe they might find a full skeleton because of science. So they get in a, in a tramp steamer, which is called the Rita, uh, captained by Lucas, played by Nestor Paiva, who I really enjoyed in this movie. And they head off in search of this skeleton, the, the two scientists, the captain of the boat, and the girlfriend, Kay Lawrence, who I guess is also supposed to be a scientist, but really she's just... A, a woman girl. who they continuously point out as a woman and thus shouldn't be allowed to do anything. It was 1954. She's in this movie because she has that fancy bathing suit. <laughs> but it works. It worked. Yeah, they didn't let her do anything because she was a woman. No, I mean, yeah. I mean, the characters, yeah. They're always just like, you can't do that. You're a, don't forget, go, you're a woman. Go hide under the deck. This go, go hide under the go deck. Hide. You're a woman. So throughout the film, I kept pointing out to Nicole that she was a woman. And so, <laughs> you know, it's not without its... Um, it's foibles of the era, so See, you have to remember you, what it you came are, but You've been a huge feminist lately watching these movies. What, mm. do you, what does your feminist nature Say about feel this about this? Well, I mean, obviously it's, a, it's, a, it's irritating that the woman is a prop in this movie, but you got to remember when it came out and what kind of movie it is. So it this also, bothers me so much less than some of the other movies. It also is kind of racist. The creature it all has, like, up to a certain point, only kills the... The Brazilian people, well, the, natives, yeah. the native people, and then when one white guy does finally die, it's a huge deal. But the other, <laughs> the other deaths are no big deal. They're no big deal. I killed the Indians. Right again, you know, white people made this movie in the fifties. <laughs> yes, very and, clearly uh, the fifties. There's there's a rich history of white people getting uh, people of different colors killed, but uh, political incorrectness aside, this is an excellent creature pick. 
Not only is it a really good monster movie, it is a great looking movie. It is a great paced movie. This is this should be held up as like the platonic the platonic ideal of a creature movie that all other creature features should have to watch and learn from. There's never a dull moment. It was really good. I was really impressed with the camera work. Totally. Um, the, undersea the, stuff, right? the underwater scenes were perfect. They were looked excellent. And and considering when it was made, and considering the fact that this is a big rubber suited monster, it looks good. The monster looks good. He does look good. You know, you, you have to. There's a small suspension of disbelief because obviously you know it's a man in a suit, but. As far as man in a suit monster movies go, it looks excellent. Like he really does look like a monster. They did a great job. Yeah, and like, uh, and then watching the special features with you, they had to like, not they. It wasn't just a suit he got into. They had to build him into it every time they and shot. And there was two people who played the monster, right? There was, there was one underwater, underwater and, one and land. Which is why, if you after you've seen that, if you watch the film again, you can see slight differences between the dry land monster Could you? And the, I, I didn't. Very small if you look closely. What did you notice? The, the, the head shape is different and the, the body shape is different and there's, whole, there's a whole section from the middle of the torso missing because one of the actors is a lot smaller than the other. Oh. Yeah, so it's actually pretty cool but you don't even notice it's done really well and seamlessly. So for the underwater scenes how did he breathe? Like, did, I didn't see a tank or anything. Under, oh, well, they, was it under I, his I suit? I forget how they did it but yeah, there was like a, a rebreather under his suit built into his suit. So you couldn't tell that. anything really like that, job. so I was impressed with how that yeah. looked. And another thing, despite it being, again, a 1950s science fiction creature feature, the acting's pretty good. You know, like, unfortunately, Julie Adams doesn't get a lot to do other than look good in her bathing suit and scream when the creature grabs her. She screams very well. But she does it very well. <laughs> she does it excellently. And same with uh, the, the two doctors, Antonio Moreno and Richard Carlson, are both quite good. And uh, I also, I really like, um, I really like Nestor, the... Uh, the ship captain, I think he's funny. <laughs> Lucas, anyway. But yeah, I, I love this movie. I love that uh, it doesn't overstay its welcome. And uh, and again, like a lot of the best um, Universal Monster movies, they do touch on a little bit, not a lot, but a little bit more of a depth of character and a depth of theme. A little bit more. Yeah. Like, this one About less so than some man, of the others. man but, versus nature theme. Yeah, and, and uh, how humanity tends to fuck up everything you touch. But I also love that, like the best Universal Monster movies, the creature from the Black Lagoon is a sympathetic character. The monster himself is sympathetic again. You know, he, he wasn't really so bad. He was just a, a creature who just wanted love. Yeah, especially in the scene where he's just curious, more curious than yeah. anything about the girl. He's infatuated by the girl. Like, he's... It's, if you think about it for a second, it's weird because he's a, he's a an animal and he wants to fuck this broad. But but like there's this beautiful sequence where she's swimming and he's like pairing her her movements under the water, following her. It's it was like a, a dance. Yeah, it's such a well shot scene. It's just it's a beautiful fucking sequence. But so yeah, I, I love this monster. I love how they make him sympathetic, but also scary. I love that the action scenes are actually dramatic and tense and and fun, and it's never boring. This is. This is one of my favorite movies, so I am glad that you liked it a lot. I, I really liked it, yeah, and I was surprised because I didn't like the first Universal picture or horror movie I yeah, saw. Yeah, I mean, Frankenstein is maybe more interesting historically than it is like, to a watch. really great movie. I like it, but Bride of Frankenstein is way better. This is one I would watch again. It's, it's not yeah, too long, and in it, yeah, you, like you said, it moves quickly. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think that this will be one of the ones you like the best of all the universals. Yeah. I think you'll like Bride of Frankenstein. You might like the Wolfman. I think you'll find the Mummy colossally boring. Hmm. 
probably find the mummy a little bit boring, but I do like it. Um, but yeah, I, I think this is probably the one that you'll like the best. I think I almost liked watching the making of it better than the movie, the movie because well, probably equal, like because they they didn't have things like CGI back then, so. The construction mm. of of the shots and of the suit are fascinating. Like how they they used um, balloons of air that they would inflate and deflate underneath the suit so that his gills looked like he oh, was yeah. breathing. There was some really cool stuff there. Yeah, yeah it looked really, really cool. And this was also one of the. This was during the uh, original 1950s 3D movie fad. So there was uh, this was movie was also shot in 3D. So you can see it in 3D. We have it on 3D, but we don't have a 3D TV. And apparently a lot of TV companies aren't making them anymore because it's a stupid fad that everyone's like, fuck, this is stupid. Yeah. This is stupid. Okay. Anyway, there's also two sequels, Revenge of the Creature and The Creature Walks Among Us, which are pretty good. I would actually watch the sequels to this movie. Probably would not, it wouldn't be as good as the not original. Not. The Creature Walk, Walks Among Us is cool because the creature gets turned more into like a human type character. Yeah. It sounds weird, but it's actually pretty cool. Cool. Anyway, yeah, I'm really glad you enjoyed this movie because I do love this movie. And I Did was you have a favorite to... scene in this movie? Oh, yeah, totally. It's the scene where she's swimming and he's underneath her, like kind of matching her movements. I just think it's beautiful. Love it. Love it. I like when he they've captured him and he's in the, the cage and he escapes. Oh, yeah. That was pretty cool. They also did a thing when the movie came out where they uh, had Abbott and Costello meet the creature from the Black Lagoon on TV. Really? Yeah. Which is awesome. And, like, also there's the scene in the um, the Seven Year Itch, the scene where Marilyn Monroe comes out of the movie theater with Tom Ewell after seeing Creature from the Black Lagoon, and she has the line that says, hey, he wasn't really so bad, he just wanted to be loved. Aww. Yeah, it's a kind of a. It's almost weird that more people have probably seen that scene talking about Creature from the Black Lagoon than have seen Creature from the Black Lagoon. But anyway, I'm glad you liked it because I love I it. I recommend. So good. I recommend this movie to anybody. I think. Good. It's very good. Ten, ten out of ten. I give it an eight out of ten. Dick. dick. Just <laughs> because it's a little bit dated in the role of the woman and That's how true. they treat the natives. Okay, if I you you are right about that. I'm giving it a ten out of ten because I think it's like you love a perfect it. creature movie. I agree that the gender and race politics are fucked up and they're laughably silly. When yeah. you watch it, you're just like, that's ridiculous. <laughs> but if you can get past that, if you can ignore the fact that this is clearly made actually... in the fifties by a bunch of white dudes, then yeah, like it's not meant to be. We have racist. a we have a magnet on our fridge that is the poster. That's cool, isn't it? I actually didn't notice that magnet until after I watched the movie. <laughs> <laughs> I got it on eBay. I paid five bucks for that thing. Joey! Including shipping. Oh, you, oh. What? Oh, give me a break. The fucking Star Trek magnet you put up there probably cost you that much. No. Yeah, right. It cost like two, me, it did $2. Not. It did not. Spend five dollars on a stupid magnet for the uh, fridge. A stupid magnet? It's the creature from the Black Lagoon. Love. <laughs> Hun. You wretched beast. You wretched beast cow of a sea hag. <laughs> <laughs> you really grasp my straws there. Yeah, yeah. I have a game. All right. Are you ready to play a game? Yeah. This game is called Creature, the Creature, from someone's stupid imagination. Because people like me like monster movies. So they're always making monster movies. But sometimes the monster is fucking stupid. So, I looked up some really shitty monsters from monster movies. You want me to take Son of Creature? Why yeah. don't you just say so? And uh, I also made up a really bad movie monster. 
and it's your job now to use your skill and judgment to determine which of the following movie monsters is a fake. All right. Are you ready to play the creature from someone's stupid imagination? Yeah. All right, here we go. Monster number one, the killer lamp. (laughs) It's a lamp monster. Evil spirits have infused all of the items in a house and possessed knickknacks begin infiltrating other houses through insidious garage sales. That seems too stupid. You, you wouldn't have made it something so stupid. That, okay, thank that's you. Real. Thank you very much. So do you think Killer Lamp is a real thing? Yep. Okay. Ro-Man. He's the robot monster. He lives in a cave, and he seeks to destroy the final five people left on the earth. He is part. He, his body is that of a gorilla. His head... Looks like a diver's helmet with antenna sticking out of it and a skull in the viewport. Son of creature, hush, we're potting. Okay, so Roman. I feel like I've maybe seen that before. You think or so? you're just making it up, I'm not sure. It's, there's like both possibilities. Okay, you need to stop crying, we're doing a podcast. Oh my goodness. Alright, third monster. You ready? Yeah. The Frankenstein plant. A mad scientist uses electricity to imbue Venus flytraps with a rudimentary animal intelligence and gives them a hunger for human flesh. Ooh, that the monster cool. has Venus flytraps for hands and eats people, but he has to remain planted in a pot. That sounds cool. It sounds stupid, actually. <laughs> Do you think it's real, though? I'm not sure. And the last one is the seafood monster. A blob from outer space... Coats a seafood restaurant and forms a gelatinous creature that has several different seafood animals sticking out of it. So there's like lobster tails and crab claws sticking out of it all over. So it's this big like gooey mass with like lobster tails and crab claws and like shrimp antenna and stuff. It's the stupidest thing ever. Oh, this so those is are hard. All pretty stupid. Nicole, is it the killer lamp? Is that the stupidest thing that I made up? It's the stupidest one, but I don't think you made it up. You think the lamp creature is the stupidest one? Yeah. Okay, there's also Roman, the robot monster. I can believe that's real. Okay, there's also the Frankenstein plant. That one's cool. And the seafood monster. That one's stupid, too. It is stupid. So what's it going to be? Don't, you're, you're tricking me. Um, I think... Talk it through. The Roman. You think the Roman I made up? Because the other three are really stupid, so I think you and made Roman is slightly less stupid? Yeah. Okay, well, that's your final answer. Final answer. All right. Let's start with the Frankenstein plant. The Frankenstein plant is a very stupid idea. It's a stupid monster, and it comes from a movie called The Revenge of Dr. X, which I'm assuming is a very stupid movie. <laughs> the Killer Lamp is an incredibly stupid monster, <laughs> and it comes from a real movie... Which is a piece of shit called Amityville, Ho- Amityville 4, The Evil Escapes. Really? The fourth Amityville horror movie has a killer lamp. Oh my god. Fuck that slash that's awesome. <laughs> Roman, the robot monster with the body of a gorilla, a diver's helmet for a head, antenna sticking out, and a skeleton floating in the viewport. It's from a movie I have seen. A movie called The Robot Monster. It's horrible. Oh, I'm so sad. It's so bad, which means that I made up the seafood monster. I kind of changed the wording of how I read, wrote it because it sounds even more obvious. The way I wrote it was 
A blob from space coats an admiral's feast at a red lobster and forms a gelatinous creature made of several different seafood animals. Oh my god. So wait, you actually think that romance sounded more made up than a blob that absorbs lobsters and crabs at a red lobster and turns into a monster with pincers sticking out of it? Well, if I can believe that the lamp is a real movie, a real monster, then yeah, I can believe that's a real monster. I think what we've learned today is that I have a future in designing horrible monster movies because people want to see my ideas. I didn't say I wanted to see it. Oh, I see. Okay, well here, take some of creature back so I can push the button. Frank? Take him. Don't scream until the pod's over, bud. Well, I won again. I always win. Shut up. Joey wins. And I enjoyed that. Nicole, we've reached the end of yet another episode, but there's still one thing left to do, and that is to announce next week's movie. And this week, it was your pick. Oh, yeah. Um, so I choose a movie called The Changeling. Yes, not to be confused. Now, okay, I thought that... There's another movie called The Changeling that yeah. Clint Eastwood made in 2008, but I thought was a remake of this. It's not. Oh. At all. Well, I chose this movie because um, it's a standard like haunted house horror movie. Love a haunted house But movie. I read that it has some pretty memorable, freaky scenes, so I'm always up for that. Yep, so The Changeling, directed by Peter Madak, or Madak, I'm not in sure In 1980. 1980, and starring George C. Scott, who is awesome, and Trish Van Devere, who was apparently Scott's real wife in real life. And uh, it's, uh, yeah, I've wanted to see this movie for a long time. I love George C. Scott. So, yeah, we're going to watch The Changeling. This movie won awards, eh? It won the very first ever Genie Award. The Genies are like the Canadian Oscars, and no one gives a flying fuck about the Genies. I've never... Least of all Canadians. Never heard of the Genies. (laughs) I I have just because I didn't have cable when I was a kid, so we had CBC, and I watched a lot of CBC. But yeah, not only it won Best Foreign Actor, Best Foreign Actress, uh, Best Adapted Screenplay, Best Art Design, it won a bunch of stuff. And not only that... Martin Scorsese places The Changeling on his list of the 11 scariest horror films of all time. Really? I would so, like to see Martin Scorsese's list. Would you like me to tell it to you? Because I could look it up. I have it right here. Sure. Okay. I'll tell you to you. I'll tell it to you right now. I'm vamping <laughs> while the page loads. I will tell it to you. I will tell it to you now. It, that sounds like a Shut weird up. sentence. So I'm going to start from 11 and go up because I hate when lists start from 1 and go down. That's just stupid. So stupid. Okay. Stupid. So it's apparently... Why, why is it... Okay, 11. Psycho. Right? You like, right. That's a good Love one, Psycho. Right? 10. The Innocence. You've never seen this, but I've heard it's one of the best haunted house movies ever. In fact, I just heard Joe Dante say it's actually better than The Haunting, which is the one that everyone loves the most. Really? And I love The Haunting, so cool. I need to see this movie if it's better than The Haunting. Uh, number 9. Night of the Demon, which is a <clears throat> Jacques Tourneur film. I think we actually have this somewhere on DVD. Uh, didn't we has, watch Night of the Demons? No, Demon? we watched Night of the Demons. I didn't like <laughs> oh. Then was The Exorcist, number eight. Cool. That's pretty scary. The Shining, number seven. The Changeling, number six. Cool. Uh, Dead of Night, which is a British film I've never seen. Uh, and then The Entity. I have seen The Entity. I saw it on TV when I was a kid, and it scared the bejesus out of me. It's horrifying. Barbara Hershey gets raped by a, a ghost. Whoa. It's fucking scary. My mom hated it because my character's name is Carla. <clears throat> the Uninvited is number three. Another movie that I've heard is really, really good, and it's on the Criterion, and I'm hoping I get it for my birthday, and if I don't, I'm going to buy it. Number two is Isle of the Dead, uh, which is another Val Luton movie, and his number one, 
is The Haunting, which it's a pretty good pick because The Haunting is fucking great. Isn't The Uninvited a new one? No, we, there is a movie called The Uninvited that we saw, which was a remake yeah. of A Tale of Two Sisters. Yeah. This uh, is a different one? This is a different movie that just has the same name. So, oh. there you go. All right, that was your bonus content here on this week's episode of the show. Why did you say it like that? Never mind. Weird. But that's all the time we have for. So until next week, I am the creature, Joey G. And I'm the bride, Nicole. And y'all need to be certain that if at all possible, you attempt to remain scary. Oh, Joey. <laughs> y'all stay scary now. Kissy, kissy. How could this woman ever decide to wed this man?